one of many, and we all have a part, and we can all hear from God, right? And um, so this morning, I'd first of all, I'd just like to start off with prayer. Um, Father, thank you for your love for us, and Father, thank you that you speak to us, and that you allow us to hear you, and that you guide us. Father, guide my mouth today, and make sure that the words that I'm speaking, Father, are yours, Father. And also, Father, please open the ears of those who need to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so first I want to say that I, um, I'm not teaching on what I thought I was going to be teaching on. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's really difficult to differentiate when God is talking to you and when God wants you to say something to the whole. And, um, so when I told Leslie, yep. I'll, I'll do it. Um, what he spoke to me, I realized later as I began to study, was for me. Um, it was so that I would take that step and say, yes, I'll do it. Um, last week, during praise and worship, the spirit was very strong. And God gave me a word. And at the time... I was not sure if it was for the church as a whole. I knew that it was for an individual within the church, but I wasn't sure that it was really for the church as a whole. But as I began to plan and prepare this week, um, he showed me that it was. And so first I want to start by telling you what he told me last week during praise and worship. He said, you are trying to be your own potter. And you have fashioned yourself into a very nice plate. But you were never meant to be a plate. Allow me to refashion you into a cup that I can pour myself into. But I will not overrun you. When you are full of me, I will refashion you again into a bowl and I will pour more of myself into you. And if you allow me, I will continue to refashion you. And someday, you may be a vase, or you may be a jug, or you may be a barrel. But you were never meant to be a plate. And so, today I'm going to be teaching on the clay on the potter's wheel. And um, I've heard this taught a couple different ways. Um, I'm not going that way. <laughs> Today's message, I'm going to title, and I don't know, is it up there? Yep, all right. Stay on the wheel. Um, I want to start today in Jeremiah 18, verses 1 through 6. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as be seemed best to him. 
Then the word of the Lord came to me, and he said, Can I not do with you, Israel, as this potter does, declares the Lord, like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, Israel. Now, from here, Jeremiah goes on to receive the remainder of God's message for Israel, um, and it was less than pleasant. Um, They had become marred. And um, he was trying to change their course. The word potter here in Jeremiah in Hebrew is, I'm going to say it's pronounced yatsar. Um, It means the one who forms. It is used repeatedly throughout the word in various forms. Um, It's the same word that's used in Genesis 2 when God was making the earth and all that's in it. And when he breathed life into man, the one who forms. Um, So back to the scripture. Jeremiah was told to go to the potter's house before he could receive God's message. It required something of him. Um, (laughs) Sometimes God requires something of us. Sometimes we have to take that first step to say, Yes, God, I'm, I'm listening, and I'm going to be diligent, and I'm going to do as you've directed. Um, study of the city at that time tells us that the potters were kept outside of the city walls. It was a dirty business. Um, the kilns were really, really hot, and they produced lots of smoke from the kilns, and um, they were, quite frankly, a fire hazard for the whole city. And so they were outside the city walls. So when God told Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house, he wasn't saying, go across the street. He was saying, head outside the city and down to where the pottery is made. It was not a small thing. Um, You know, and Jeremiah could have said, you know, Lord, I am your prophet, and my pillow is comfortable. And I'm just going to stay right here, and I'm going to wait for your message. And I don't know about you, but I don't think that message would have ever come. Because he was told to go down to the potter's house. God wanted to speak to Jeremiah through a living message, a visual message. During that time, the Bible is full of different... um, stories where different individuals from the Bible used the potter and the potting wheel um, as an example to the people. That was because it was common. It was every day. Everybody knew what the potting industry was, what they did, what they produced. Um, So everybody could understand and apply it to their life, if that makes any sense. Um, So why did Jeremiah go? Well, for one, I think that Jeremiah had learned at that point that um, when God says go, you go, right? Um, I don't think it ever occurred to him to try to convince God or to bargain with God otherwise. Um, I think that in society today, we have gotten in that habit Um, I am sure, I'm not saying any of you are guilty of this, but I am sure at some point you have heard someone say or pray in such a way 
um, Lord, if you will only do this for me, I will do this for you, right? Um, I just need this, God. So Jeremiah sees the potter working at the wheel, but the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. Now notice it doesn't say his hands marred the clay. It says the clay was marred. Um, Has anybody ever worked with pottery, specifically pottery and water, clay? Um, When you're working with clay, especially with water, I know not the stuff would go by at Walmart, you know, that's already pre-rolled out or whatever, but um, when you're working with clay and water, you can run across a piece or a section of the clay that has not absorbed the water as well as the rest of what you're working with. So you can have this very nice pliable piece of clay that you're molding and shaping, but then you come to a spot, almost like a speed bump in the road, you know, um, where it has not absorbed the water as well, and it needs to be remixed and refolded and crushed down, and um, it's marred. But it was the clay itself that was marred and imperfect. And God was comparing Israel, his people, to the marred clay. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Now, first of all, let's stop and ask a question. Who decided the clay was marred? The potter the one who forms. The potter didn't ask Jeremiah his opinion. And he didn't ask the clay. Clay, do you feel like you are marred? Do you feel that I need to reform you? The potter, the one who forms, decided when the clay was marred and needed to be reformed. Now, the potter could have abandoned the piece of clay. Um, He could have thrown it out and selected a new piece to work with. Um, But he didn't. And God doesn't toss us out either. But he does want to reshape us sometimes. As seems best to him. I don't know about you, but I would prefer that he reshape me than me try to reshape myself because he says I end up a plate. As I was uh, studying and thinking about the word he gave me last week, it seemed that mentally I was putting a lot of emphasis on being a vessel that he could pour himself into. And then he spoke to me and he said, stay on the wheel. It was equally important that you stay on the wheel to be refashioned. And if you stay on the wheel, then if you are marred, you can be reshaped by the one who forms you. So how do we stay on the wheel? 
by allowing God to dictate our form. Do you, <laughs> does anybody else do that? Well, God, this is who you've called me to be, and this is the box I feel that you have placed me in. And, um, and I don't think you're going to call me to work with Children's Church <laughs> because you know better. Right? Um, or this is who you've called me to be, and you would never have me teach some Sunday. Because I don't do public speaking. I get nervous, have, you know, bad dreams. <laughs> Had a bad dream last night. <laughs> How else do we stay on the wheel? By allowing God to tell us when we are marred. You know, it's okay when God corrects us. He does it in love. I'm going to be real honest with you all here today. When Leslie asked me if I had something, my first instinct was to say no. That was because the last time I taught, afterwards, God said to me, well, now we know that you can be entertaining, but next time, it's going to have to be a whole lot more me and a whole lot less you. I wasn't mad at God. It was correction, and I needed it. It was him telling me. He didn't say, well, I'm never going to have you teach again because you obviously can't get it right. He didn't say that. He said, next time, it's going to be a whole lot more me and a whole lot less you. And so when Leslie asked me, and I was like, I don't think so. And then I went and got in the shower, and God was like, well, I didn't say you were never going to teach again. I said, next time. <laughs> you know? Um, you can't just opt out. <laughs> the other way that we can stay on the wheel is by recognizing that we are the clay and not the potter. We are the clay and not the potter. And we spend a whole lot of time and energy trying to be the potter. In Isaiah, um, God talks about man's tendency to forget they are not the potter. And there's actually another spot very similar to this within the Bible, but Isaiah 29, 16. You turn things upside down as if the potter were thought to be like the clay. Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, you did not make me? Can the pot say to the potter, you know nothing? Sometimes when God leads us to do things or tries to talk about things to us, about things he'd like us to do, 
it's very easy to say, I think you're wrong, God. I don't think I was ever called to missions. I have no desire to go do missions. I don't think I'm supposed to be in the ministry of helps. Cleaning is not my thing. I think you're wrong, God. I really, I really want to do this. This is, this is what I like. So if you could just find something for me that fits within this bubble and this scope of what's comfortable for me, this is what I'd, you know. I, I know that if you suggested something like that, I would know it was you, God. We also have to allow God to decide when we are completed. Um, If you've been in church your whole life, you've done lots of different things. Probably at some point you have, you may have worked in children's church, you may have worked in nursery, you may have worked in helps, you may have been on one of our different, um, in one of our different teams or groups. Um, But let God decide when you're done, when you've reached all the you that he wants you to be. And until then, just stay on the wheel. As I was preparing today, I was studying on the pottery process Did you know that as long as clay isn't fired, it can be reformed? So if you have already taken yourself off the wheel and said, this is me, this is my spot, this is my station, put yourself back on the wheel. Even if you are bone dry, um, I, I watched a YouTube video. A woman took this piece of clay. It was bone dry, but it had not been fired. And in less than 15 minutes, she proceeded to show a process that could be used, and that clay was completely malleable and ready to be reused. If you're here today and you realize you've become bone dry or set in, just put yourself back on the wheel and say, God, I'm here. And I'll let you decide when I'm done. And I'll let you decide when I've done everything that you've called me to do. And I'll let you decide and tell me when and where I'm marred. And I won't blame you for being marred. Because I'm the one who's marred, not the potter. I think one of the last things that I want to talk about today, um, there is a vulnerability that comes with acknowledging that you're not done yet. 
that maybe he has more for you. That maybe you've grown too comfortable. A couple weeks ago, we did the um, DISC assessments, the spiritual gifts testing. I like the assessment. It shows you different areas that God might want to use you, things that might be your strengths. But it's not the be-all, end-all. It's a 72-question test where you answer in accordance with your own opinion of yourself. And it was written by man. I can tell you with complete... (laughs) One of my lowest ranking on my test scores was teacher and preacher. When God said, I want you to teach, I could have said, no, that's... That's not in my strengths. Right? You said hospitality. I I do hospitality, you know. But God said, I want you to teach. So I'm here and I'm teaching today. If God says to you, I want you to do something else, Don't dismiss it, even if it makes you vulnerable. Don't limit what he can use you for. I've helped it with Children's Church in the past. I left Children's Church because I felt that God told me to. If next Sunday I get here and God says, I want you to go down and work with Children's Church today... I will go down and I will work with Children's Church. Now, I will seek direction. I will not march myself down there and try to take over the class. I would speak with Glenn or Rachel about the fact that I feel that God has told me to work with Children's Church today, you know. Stay on the wheel. And if you've got off the wheel, put yourself back on it. Acknowledge that you are marred in some way and allow him to tell you and allow him to fix you and allow him to dictate the form that you're going to take. And most importantly, Recognize that you are the clay. You are never going to be the potter. You cannot have the vision for what you should become if you are the clay. My husband was right. When I told him that I was teaching, he said, well, it will be short. (laughs) Um, 
Thank you very much for allowing me to share with you what God has been talking to me about. That's because she knows how to say what God says and then shut up, right? I understand that. You know, it. I don't know about you, but it takes responsibility off of me a little bit to think it's not up to me what I'm supposed to be fashioned as. It is up to me whether or not I submit to it and whether or not I stay on the wheel. I'm, you all know it, I'm a visual person. And as Mary was talking, I could just envision this lump of clay being told that it was going to be a pretty pot like the picture up there is, is on its way to being. And not only it's looking at itself, but those of us that would look over would go, well, that's just a lump of clay. And then maybe partway through, okay, well, now it's turning into something that's got a little bit of a hollow inside, but it sure looks like a bowl. You watch again, and it becomes this. There's something fascinating about watching a potter at the wheel forming, forming whatever it is that they have the vision for. And it reminded me of a conversation I had this week where this person had been a part of the assessments she mentioned where it talks about, kind of gives you a little insight into your personality, gives you a little insight into maybe some of the giftings that are, that are rising to the surface in your life. And she said, but one of them really scared me. She said, one of my highest ones was Pastor Shepherd. And I said, well, what do you think that means? What's God say about that? And she said, well, I got to thinking about it and realized it doesn't mean that I'm supposed to, you know, go pastor a church or go get in a pulpit somewhere, but it just means I love people. Yep. You know, perception is everything. We talked about that a little bit over the last couple of weeks. How we see things colors everything. It's like putting on a pair of glasses. You know, if I take these off, I do pretty well up close. But back there, there's no longer individual numbers on that clock. It just looks like a blur. I can see there's something there. But as soon as I put the right lenses on, I can see it. not only individual numbers, but I see that they're Ah, maybe there's not a second hand on that one. Darn, that would have been a good analogy. Anyway, I can see the individual hands of the clock, and I can see it working, and I can tell exactly the time. Lenses. I want his lenses. I want the potter's lenses so that I can work towards, and I don't even like that term. I can just be who he says I'm supposed to be and let him work me towards what he's looking for. Because it doesn't have to be a lot of effort. Is it going to take some decisions and maybe some uncomfortable stuff like when she texted me about her dream this morning? <laughs> yeah. First time I got up here, if you, knew, if you knew what was going on inside, it wasn't pretty. But he is so faithful because he's so right. I don't feel like there's a lot of response except right here this morning for us. So let's just take a moment and say, Lord, 
the desires I have in my life quite often come from some part of me that you are forming. But there are times that circumstances and experiences have formed those as well. For me, Lord, over the next few weeks, I want to bring those before you and ask you to talk to me about them. I want you to tell me which ones are from you and which ones are me trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. Which ones are going to make me into a plate when I'm supposed to be a bowl? Lord, I hold it before you and I just wait for your answer. But in the meantime, make me a willing vessel. I choose to be a willing vessel. And I choose to be open to what you have to show me and what adventures you might have in front of me. His presence is so strong. If you just connect into it right now, he he likes this. He likes the fact that we're willing to acknowledge him with us today in just the quietness of, of enjoying him. Lord, we pray for safety for everyone on the road today as everyone goes home and goes to be with family. Continue to be with those who could not be here in body with us today. Be with those who are on live with us. Be with Pastor Glenn and Chelsea as they continue to travel and as they rest. Lord, help this two weeks to feel like it's been two months when they come back of just rest and relaxation and rejuvenation. In your name, Father, amen.